Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name, it's Louis. Hey, uh, my name is Lockie, and this week, Louis, you got me to play Spyro the Dragon. Spyro the Dragon. The Dragon. <laughs> Spyro the Realising there's more to that title, <laughs> The Dragon. Spyro the Dragon. Yeah. Hi, hey man, how are you doing? Um, out of ten? Yeah, sure. Uh, I like out of ten. I like I like movies. You oh, know, nice. I'm gonna say a high seven. Cool. Nice. <laughs> how about you? Uh, I'm gonna say flat ten, and I'll tell you why. Jesus Christ, you're a maniac. I'll, t- is what I'll, you I'll tell you why. You're like absolutely I just, insane. I love doing this podcast with you, man. Oh, you sweetheart! You brought it back around. <laughs> Um, and I love you even more for making me play Spyro this week. Yeah? Yeah, I actually had a great time. You had a great game. time playing Spyro? Yeah, I did. Oh, tell me all so, about uh, it. So it's, we played it on an emulator. We played it on OpenMU. Is that what it's called? On yeah, Mac? Open Emu, OpenMU. And for one, it just worked really well. Yeah. Uh, and it's with emulators, I've always sort of had this. But I'm always kind of surprised that they work. <laughs> Every time, like, huh, it just seems to be working. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're, you're like well, this, this isn't going to work. No. <laughs> and it, it's every time I think I've ever emulated a game in my life. Yeah. Um, and this was no exception. And it was, it was great as well. It was, I had a PS4 controller. Yep. And I was like, well, I, I just assume if I plug it in and plug in the USB and well, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it just it does works. It. It's really insane. It, it, all the buttons are mapped exactly like I'd expect them to, and it just plug and play. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it was very yeah. easy to get into. And um, it's, I think it's, it's such like a classic genre of video games, especially sort of video games from our childhood mm-hmm. and slightly before of just these uh, 3D platformers that are just really goofy and fun. Did you play it when you were a kid? Uh, so I didn't. Um, you played any of them? I think... Oh, now, here's something I should have done beforehand, is mm. look up the one I did play. I played one on original Xbox. Okay, so that was uh, one of the Activision ones. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think it was very good. Yeah, I think... I think it was probably fine, but I don't think it was anything special. I think people tend to rate just the first three, which were made by um, Insomniac. Okay, and, then... and were they all out for... Um... What, like PS1, PS1, PS2? Yeah, so, no, it was all PS1. Um, and they were published by uh, Universal. Um, okay. For just PlayStation 1, I think. Um, and then, I guess, Activision bought the license, and then Insomniac went on to make Ratchet & Clank and stuff. Yes. So, so um, yeah. So, Spyro, Spyro, Spyro for me is... Here it is. Um, I had Spyro, A Hero's Tale. Okay. 2005 video game, uh, and I believe it was nothing special. So Spyro now just um, do have they do they still make Skylanders? Ooh, yikes! Uh, I don't think so though. Because I mean they had their time in the sun for sure, but yeah, they did. And Spyro was the Skylander. like original Skylander. Yeah, it was uh, Spyro and friends. Sort yeah, of thing. which was just nuts to think about. Anyway, um, so Spyro for me was uh, I guess this is my 
This is my Thai, the Thai. Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's an old episode. I think that's that was like episode they've five. They've got a lot of things in common. Yeah, well, they a do. Lot of, a lot of they do. Um, so I had it on my PlayStation 1, uh, and my memories of it are pretty vague. I remember the colors, and I remember... Um, I think I just remember like a lot of green fields and and gliding, um, mm. and the and the the sort of dragons that are like all crystalled out, which were always, I always thought was really cool. Um, right. But I get like all of the goes of games. I've said a million times. I don't think I ever got past like the third level. Um, just to, just to stop you for one second. There's like a bit of like a clinking noise. Oh, you know what? That's probably just your my mic, not. As in the mic that I'm talking to you from, not the mic that I'm recording on. Yeah, I think it is. I'll I'll um, move myself slightly further away. I appreciate it. Cheers. Um, and I yeah, I loved Spyro. There's something um, there's something kind of lovely about Spyro. Um, it's very peaceful. You well, know, I think I think there's a. It's it's just one of those goofy fun games. Mm. It's it's obviously there's. These games often have no plot, uh, and <laughs> no. I think <laughs> it's insane. I think, fam- I think famously, like all these early 3D platformers, have very little story to them. So I mean, if you but Spyro is uh, like Spyro is like exceptionally lacking in plot. Yeah, there's there's nothing. You're you're thrown into the world, and it's like break out these dragons from the crystals. Yeah, they don't really tell you why. Um. The the intro is probably shorter than the intro for this podcast. I don't think I even remember the intro. So, um, for some and reason, I played, I played this game like two days ago. For some reason, the dragons, like the main, the king dragons, are being interviewed oh. on TV. <laughs> They're on TV, and there's like a boom mic, so you can see that he's on TV, like floating into frame. Um, right, and he's just saying like, "Oh, we've we we're great." Uh, we think the other guy is really stupid. And then he, the other guy who it cuts to gets angry. I guess he's watching it on his TV. Um, right. And then he's the just like, green. damn you. And then I don't think he says damn. And then uh, all the dragons are turned into crystals. Uh, and then Spyro's like, well, I guess I got some work to do. And then um, he's sort of just, you're just suddenly playing the game. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it, it's great. You know, the characters in this game, all enemies are sort of these weird green insect frogs i'm not really sure I would what say they, they are like overgrown frogs yeah yeah um and you're just suddenly running around in a overworld collecting gems uh for no apparent reason no reason uh a lot of the uh dragons that you talk to will be like spyro you have to get the treasure and spyro will go okay i'll i'll get treasure but um, the best thing about this dragons you find is um so they'll, they'll give you like some tutorial tips so you'll save which them. Is a, which is a good way of doing it sure. as well. Good way of doing a tutorial is throwing you in the game and then making very easy accessible uh, checkpoints yeah. that just give you a little hint. It's so, a nice way of Yeah, doing so it. you walk up to one of these like crystallized dragons. They're frozen in time. Um, you like walk up to it and that sets them free. It goes, and then it goes, Spyro, don't forget to press square to dash. And then he and then he <laughs> poofs off and that's it. He doesn't like say thank you for saving me or like anything else. He's just like Spyro. It's really good. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> it's really good. Um and they're all huge for some reason. Spyro I know Spyro's a child, but like they don't look like the same creature. And so and also yeah, they've also got all these like old man voices. There's yeah. 
there's like a very limited range of characters where it's Spyro the young kid dragon and then the same model of dragon um like seven times over in each world. Yeah. So like the first one it's all these dragons with these like beards. <laughs> That's the have, way it looks. They do have kind of beard like quality. They have well, they don't even have beard like they have grey <laughs> full on beards around their face. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then, you know, you go to the next hub world and it's a different model and they're all obviously like textured different to have different colors and stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> and they're mostly useless, but it just sort of acts as an objective, which is, you know, you need some form of objective in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you don't really know why you're collecting treasure other, other than to move on to the next hub world. Other than it feels good. Levels to play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like the Lego games. Yeah, it is. Very, you know, it's like it's, a, yeah, it's a good call. Where there are just all these gems scattered all the way around the world. And you don't really need to collect most of them, but you just feel like you should. Um, I really like the gems. They're really nicely modeled. Um, they kind yeah. of... So they're like your typical gem or diamond shape. Um, and they sort of rotate. Um, how, how do you describe that? It like rotates along its side, so it's kind of always going in like a circle forever, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's just really nice and they're like shiny and colorful and they look they seem very physical and that's really impressive for like a game of that era. I think like if you think even like um uh, like Super Mario sixty four like the the coins are just sprites um, they're just like two D sprites so they're actually like three D objects in this which makes it really satisfying for them to pick up. Yeah, and uh, they're everywhere. They they're are. Ab- absolutely Insane. everywhere. And also, it's, this is, I mean, super basic, but they have... So there are different colored gems, which some will be worth one, some are worth two, some are worth five, some are worth ten. Uh, and that's super common, but there is something about seeing a ten gem <laughs> and being like, hey, come yeah. on, <laughs> even though it's, it means nothing. It means you nothing. Know, you'll, play like, you'll play one level and get... A hundred gems, two hundred gems. Yeah, but you see a ten, and you're like, "Come on!" It's ridiculous, right? Because yeah! you have in a level, you'll a have tenny. <laughs> yeah, you'll have. I need to collect a hundred gems. Yeah, and maybe a couple of those will be ten, but it doesn't. Mm. You still have to. You still have to get the ten. It doesn't. You still have to find them. Yeah, so it doesn't really make a difference if it's ten or 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 one. You still have to get it. Yeah, it's not like you're saving up money or something. <laughs> no, no, you have uh, to get all of them. So. Money has no also, relevance. And even if you're, like, walking along and suddenly there's, like, three fives on the floor, you're like, whoa, come on. <laughs> yeah. Three fives, baby. Sick. Yeah, um, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's pretty much the dynamics of this game. Uh, so you are Spyro. Yes. You're a little purple dragon. I'm sure you've all either seen or heard about Spyro in some form. Yeah. One of the things I love about Spyro as a character is he's he is so undeveloped. He has very little personality. You know, he's not like he's got he's got nothing. He's he's like so you've got like Mario who's Mario and you can't you can't really define Mario in, but that's why he's and, a good but, character. But he he was also so predefined as like a 2D yeah. sprite. Um but then you've got uh, Sonic who was like specifically built to have attitude. So he's like a he's just like a 2 kid and he makes peace signs and does stupid Chewy things, and then you've got Ty, who's designed to just be like an o- Aussie legend. <laughs> Ty's a Ty's a bit of a misnomer, and we tend to avoid Ty. But um, 
but like Spyro's like Spyro's got a little bit of Sonic to him. He's got a little bit of edge, but also he's this like pink, cute little dragon <laughs> who flies around, and like he's just running around like these lush green fields. Um, and he's got this little dragonfly guy that hangs out around with him. Um, one yeah, of, it's one of the things I it's, it's it's that's that's a good good system as well. That dragonfly. oh yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, um, the way that works. First, before before we go into sort of these more intricate details, it's I think it's just worth mentioning that. In this game, you have, uh, you know, you got your four buttons. You got the ability to charge uh, and run really quickly. You have uh, ability to breathe fire. You have an ability to jump, and if you hold the jump button, you glide. Mm-hmm. And you basically use that move set to traverse the world, collect gems, kill enemies. Yeah. Uh, just to paint paint the picture a little bit. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. What were you gonna say? Uh, do you want to talk about the dragonfly? Absolutely. There's a dragonfly. Never introduced. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's your kind of health meter. So he changes color when you get hit. Um, and then he disappears on your last, just before you're about to die, on your last sort of hit. Mm-hmm. I think you get two or three. I don't really know. I think you even get four. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it's I think it's four hits. Um, They're quite forgiving. Um yeah, you know, there are a lot of things like if you fall off a map, that's an instant death. Yeah, uh, which was the majority of deaths I found. The <laughs> yeah. like ninety percent of yeah, deaths, probably. Um, excuse me. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but but this uh, little dragonfly is a good marker of health, and it just flies around with you. You can top it back up with butterflies. Yeah, that's the so thing. So if really you cool. if you kill an animal around the world, it seems to be. Um, It'll create a butterfly, and your little dragonfly will eat that, and you'll get an extra bit of health. He, like, chases the butterfly and then munches on it. It's a nice little animation. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to talk about with Spyro is the artwork is really... I think it's really interesting. Um, if, if you want to just go ahead and Google Spyro the Dragon US artwork or something... Um, in fact, it'll what, be the cover. Yeah, the, the, the cover. cover the cover art. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's like incredibly edgy. Uh, listeners, feel free to look it up. He's he's got like this raised eyebrow. Um, there's fire just just everywhere. Like everything is on fire. But yeah, he's on a little platform surrounded by fire. He's got these big pointy wings with spikes on. Yeah. He's got a and he blazing hot uh, Mohican. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sp- spiky Mohican. In the game, he's nothing really like that. He's just a bit of a sweetheart. Um, so obviously, that's like just advertising, trying to get this game on shelves. But then, I, you, if you look up the Japanese box art, it's like perfect, and I love it. And it fully really? encapsulates how wonderful this game is. Um, and it's just so interesting to see the difference in how this stuff's marketed to different markets. Um, oh, look at that thing! Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so it's, if it's just. Uh... Well, I mean, which one is it? There's, it's showing me a few here. Um, so I've got the one with him in the center frame, and there's like a pink castle behind him, and the dragonfly is waving, and you can uh, okay. see the first level. <laughs> yeah, wow, look at that. Look at that. That's, my, that's currently my background of <laughs> my laptop because it's so amazing. It looks like, um, he looks kind of like, like Casper the Friendly Ghost. He looks so friendly. Um, sort of thing. I desperately want that on a T-shirt. Um, 
Yeah, it's very cool. And it's got like, and it's actually much more accurate to what the game is. It's, yeah, it's like, it just, it's the first level, basically. It's literally showing you the first opening level of the game in the Uh, background. Yeah, um, and it looks really nice. I just think that's interesting. And then I was, I remembered this story, well, not story, but I think I like listened to an interview with the guy that started, uh, that co-founded Naughty Dog. So he made Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look up the differences in the artwork in Japan and US because they're different as well. And like, ob- they tend I to just make the characters look cuter. Um, okay. Um, but one of the things he, they had to do throughout the whole game, I think, is in the US version, um, Crash has three fingers. In the okay. in the in the Japanese version, he has he has five or four or something. Um, okay. And and this is like a common thing people have to change when they like have cartoon characters in Japan. There it is. Um, and it's it's something to do with the fact that it's like um, I, I apologize to someone that um, is much closer to this than I am, but like uh, if you had three fingers, it was a sign of like uh, like you lost it. You like lost it and like a factory like back in the day like just a lot oh, like really? it's a so sign it's like, it's like a an insulting way to describe like the working class i think okay. um which is interesting cool. so like yeah so all cartoon characters um have more than three fingers in japan which is pretty interesting interesting i don't know spyro's just purple though, so. he's just a, he's just a little dragon this is a purple boy. with claws he's got i think probably three claws on each foot but yeah but that, he's an animal maybe Clause I mean, I guess Crash Bandicoot is also an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crash <laughs> Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. But he does have hands. And he walks, he stands um, on his legs. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the episode where I make us play Crash Team Racing. Maybe I should just do that next week. But I won't, because um, I love that game. God. Uh, but anyway, God. this game, talking about Spyro, yeah. you know what else I thought was cool, was it? Um, cool in this game were the chests. Didn't they have some cool chests? They had some interesting chest designs for sure. They have some really interesting chest designs for a thing where it's all about collecting gems. I was happy to see a large variation of chest designs too. And they all feel there good. are all sorts. Yeah. Well, you know which ones feel the best? The ones that like shoot up and you have to catch the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so strange. I could. I never really understood why that was the way it was. But it. But I loved it. Yeah. So these they have these little chests. They're all sorts. They've got some that you have to. Um, Headbutt open with your charge. There are some that you can just open with your fire. Some that open with everything. There are some where you have to... They have, like, little fans on them. And you have to breathe fire yeah, continuously yeah. Uh, to sort of get this thing turning and then, like, it explodes. And that worked. Mm. Uh, and But then there was this one where it's a little chest and it's got sort of a big diamond on top of it. And you hit it with fire or your charge, whatever, and the middle section of this big diamond jumps out and becomes the little gem that you're used to collecting. And then you have to jump up and collect that gem to get the goodies inside. You sound so enthused. (laughs) It was, I don't know. Every time I came across one of those, I was even more excited to see that than I was to see a, uh, uh, tenny, a big tenny gem. You know, uh, the thing I liked the most was chasing the guy with the egg. Oh, I hated that. I loved, that was hard as nails. I loved him. I couldn't do it often. Um, he would just run in circles and you would just have to chase him. 
and you'd just be ever so slightly faster than him. So you just follow him in circles for like two minutes and eventually. Oh, really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Is amazing. that how you did it? That's how I did it on a couple of levels. Some of the levels cool. he like, it's too, it's too, um, there's like jumps and stuff. So you can't really do that. Um, right. cause he'll just like reset after a while, but there's yeah. a couple that was just like running around in a circle trying to get him. And so, and so this guy, when you do get him, he drops an egg. Who knows what the so egg I, does? I only, I only ever collected four eggs. Yeah. I was feeling like maybe something happens at five. Maybe, yeah. I only ever collected four. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, dude. Also, another thing that I thought was really good in this game was the first boss. Like, the first big boss design. I was a bit disappointed to see that there wasn't a boss in the second overworld, or even the third. There was one Uh, in the second. Was there? There was, like, because it says, like, confronting... But I didn't do it. I literally just quit out before I played it, actually. In the second world? Yeah. I think I must have missed it then somehow. Yeah, I mean, and you just probably moved can. On to you, the don't, third yeah, you don't have to do everything, so. Oh, well, then I'm, I missed the second boss, and I would have been interested to see what it was because I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Um, so the first one had, I think, everything that a dumb 3D platformer boss should have. Okay, run, run the list. Wicked music. Okay. Right? Breaks down to a great track. It's louder. It's exciting. You know, it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. A new design. Mm-hmm. It was like a scarecrow with a pumpkin head. Uh, not too original. But <laughs> I don't it was... think anything in this game was original. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can say that, but these weird, like, frog enemies were originally shit. The, oh, but... the most original thing about those frog enemies is that they moon you sometimes, and that's, that's high-class content. Was what, sorry? They moon you. Yeah, they do. It's incredible. And also, the ones that wear metal, which you can't breathe fire on. Yeah. Um, when you do breathe fire on them, their metal plates go red, mm. which is a nice feature, mm. which I thought was cool. But, but this boss, so it's got the good music. It's what? got a fun little uh, arena. Oh, oh, I did beat the second boss. <laughs> okay, wow. Not that, um, not that memorable then, huh? No, he wasn't. And also, it had some comedy. Basically, you got yeah, to have some comedy. This first boss, it was like a scarecrow with a pumpkin head. You beat it once, and like part of it falls apart. The, and you like, realize it's like wearing stilts, yeah. and then you hit it again, and then you realize that it's just a sheep in stilts. And I tell you what, I think um, I literally like lit up. I didn't literally lit up, but I like lit up when I noticed it was a sheep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it, was, was, like, it was great. Oh, excellent! A sheep on stilts. This is good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just what you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. One of the, the other, other thing I really want to talk about, and it's just a little detail, is it does loading screens really well. Um, it does these sort of, it like, hides the loads. You know it's loading, and I think even as a kid I knew it was loading. Um, because you, like... Mm, it does. You go through these sort of archways, these magical archways, and you're suddenly, like, in the sky as you go through it. And then and they, they, they do that. They do that classic like uh, perspective thing where they yeah. have an ar- archway with its own space behind it. So sort of if you walk at an angle, you see like a larger space mm. within that area. Yeah. Yeah. Than is. Yeah. And it's the sky. It's like a skyline, like, right? Portal in its 3D space. <clears throat> yeah. And then so then you, he just like starts gliding and you lose control. And like it says, like now entering blah, blah land. Um and the camera like shifts perspective so you can't see the ground anymore and you're just in the sky. And then he does like, it, it follows him up 
So he goes further into the sky. So then the camera is pointing away from the ground. At that point, it loads in the level below the camera and then he swoops down onto the ground. So it all looks seamless. Um, yeah. It's really, really nice um, and really it, impressive it, it, for a PlayStation 1 game. A good point. Like my, my memory of PlayStation 1 games is like big static, not even like moving icon loading screens. Um, yeah. Which were just like, is the game frozen? I don't know. <laughs> but this is I mean, Tony, like, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland famously claimed to be the first game without a loading screen. However, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> however, you could argue that Spyro beat it to it because it did a pretty similar thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember Tony Hawk's talking about how it was like an open world and it's, it so obviously had its like streaming tunnels. Uh-huh. It, it was like on the back of the box, first game, never have a loading screen. I was like, hell yeah. I remember the game. Do you remember the um the ad for it? No. That that was its whole selling point. <laughs> that it didn't have any loads. Like I, oh, really? there should have been alarm bells. That was what it was selling. Um Yeah. It was a fun game. I like that game. Um it, the so the ad was like I think it was Mr. Mr. Hawk himself skateboarding and then he just like he like he bails cuz he hits an invisible wall and he falls onto the ground. Oh, nice. And then it's like, what is this? And then it's like, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Why? Loading. Um, And then, yeah. Instead of hitting an invisible wall, you have to travel down a singular hallway for 30 seconds, which is the same. Or or sometimes it wasn't even that. Sometimes it wasn't even that good. What it was often is that you would do something and the game wouldn't go into a loading screen, but your character wouldn't be able to move and he would just throw his skate <laughs> yes! in between his two Oh, hands. shit, yes, I remember. Just between left and right and, and there was no, like, loading wheel or anything, I don't think. Yeah. But um, you couldn't move yeah. you couldn't do anything. It doesn't count as loading. a load screen if the character's moving. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't move. Even if you're, you're not moving. you're clearly stuck in, like, a. I remember, yeah, he'd, like, flip the skateboard, like, in between his hands. That was, like, when you were going into, like, adding a tattoo or something. Yeah, or if you're, like, loading out into or out of a mission or, like, a little challenge. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's, um, that's really funny. In t- talking about flying through the sky, this game and the gliding is incredible. Like, as a kid, I would have been so into that, and, like, the flying levels in particular. Mm. So there are certain um, levels in this game where it's just... You have infinite flight. You're in the air, and you have to like fly through rings, smash boxes, light up these lights. Uh, and as a kid, I would have eaten that up. As a person I am now, it was still fun. Yeah, but um, they pull it off really well. It's um, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's much like Mario in the uh, 64 sky level. Yeah, but those he's hard to control with the flying cat. Yeah, Spyro, Spyro is pretty pretty responsive. Yeah. Um, Have you played Mario 64? Uh, yeah, not all of it. Okay. A chunk of it. As a kid and uh, more recently on the Wii U, actually. Right. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's just an all-around like, very good game for children. Um, mm. And probably and- for adults if you want to hang out and not be challenged or just chill out with nice colors. It's a really just nice looking around. game, I think. Like, I think specifically yeah, its color it palette is like really pretty. Um, it does look good. Lots of greens and pinks, at least in the first areas. Um, very like pleasing to look at, even with all its like wobbly polygons going on. Um, it's still really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it absolutely does look good. And um, 
the gliding, even not in the pure flight levels, but even in just the general levels, mm. are hugely fun. Mm. Um, and often it'll give you chances to, to sort of soar over large sections of map to get to places that you wouldn't have even thought were accessible. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Um, I think it's like the third sub-level, or, I mean, you can do them in any order, um, but there's this level where you're like sort of you're surrounded by these kind of green hill walls and it feels very much like you're boxed in like you would be if you were in a like an old video game um you're yeah. like oh these i guess i can't go over there you don't even think about it you just know that that's the end of the level yeah, yeah and then the uh, it's the boundaries of the map yeah you just you just understand that as someone that has there played has a video game map before boundaries, Louis. Come on, <laughs> and then and then you oh, go. What do you, up... what do you, what do you mean? Ob- yeah, obviously you can't go there. Yeah, it's just like wait a second, what's... Bucky. You know, I'm I'm building this up for you, dude. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm, bu- <laughs> um, I'm building this up. So, okay, well, let me. Okay, let's go. Let me tell you, Bucky. Okay, well, now the moment's. <laughs> let me tell. Well, you you haven't seen this shit. Um, you go up like oh, a yeah. like a sparkly elevator. Tell me, and then you could. <laughs> and you can glide and suddenly you're just like on top of that boundary and it's like you're exploring behind the level you feel like you're like seeing like it feels like that yeah but it's not it's like all rendered and looks p- as good as everything else um mm. it's it's and like and not only that but you have the chance to go anywhere else on the map because you're high up yeah and exactly you just have a nice fun little glide down to wherever you'd like yeah and there are like gems up there and stuff and you're like uh it's good stuff Game's cool. Yeah, yeah, the game is cool. Hmm. Impressive, I think. Cool. cool. Also, I think it's worth mentioning that some of the frog enemies, uh, my favorite ones, were the ones in the sort of Mexican-themed world, uh, where they had metal ponchos. <laughs> right, These, the frogs had like metal ponchos that they did that classic. Uh, how do you even describe it? Like Dracula wisp the cape around over half your face and let it hang down over your body. How do you do that with a poncho? So I don't think it actually was a poncho. I think it was like an open poncho at the front. So a cape. Is how I inter- Yeah, so Or a, a cardigan. <laughs> Were they just wearing cardigans? <laughs> so they had metal cardigans, but they also had a knife. Yeah. These enemies just had a little knife in their hand, a little silver knife. Yeah. Which I thought was very entertaining. Uh, it's, that's... Classic, classic Mexicans wearing metal cardigans with knives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun game, though. Yeah. Fun game. I'm fun glad. suggestion. I was more than happy to play it. Mm. It Good definitely stuff. is the kind of, your kind of speed of, like, those kind of games. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few that I definitely like, just from nostalgia yeah. reasons, I guess. That, tie Mario 64. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it really, it really does not comb that Ty's a fun game. I play this, I'm like, this is just like Ty. And this is a fun game. So. This plays better than Ty. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's worth mentioning that, and unsurprisingly so, that the worst thing about this game is the fixed camera. You can, well, it's, it's not fixed. It's like... You control it with uh, L2 and R2. Do you? Yeah. Lol. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I played the whole game just assuming that it was... Um, uh, at some point, a dragon you save does tell you you can control the camera well, maybe with L2 I just and R2. missed him. Or spam click <laughs> through that. That's hilarious. So I played this. And I just assumed because most of those games at this time did have... Uh, yeah. Because, well, when Spyro oh, came out, it didn't have a, you didn't have analog sticks. So the, the camera is on L2 and R2. Interesting. Yeah. I just... Well, I mean, it adjusted itself enough for me. Yeah. So it, like, it like hangs out behind you most of the time. Um, 
And then there's also if you hold drift behind you, if you hold triangle, you can like go to like over the shoulder view to look around, which helps. Interesting. Uh, Well, I learned something today. There you go. I'm glad. Um, Yeah, good stuff. Do you want to know what you're playing next week? Unless you have anything else to say about Spyro? Nope, I'm done. Um, Give me some clues. So, uh, it's one of my favorite games, probably of all time. Wow. Okay. That's, that's big. Uh, yeah. You have played some other games in the series. Okay. I'm interested. I'm interested. And a kind of big clue. Wait, can I guess of... before you give me the big clue? Sure. Is it Halo 2? Well, I'll tell you this. The final clue is it's the reason I bought an original Xbox. So Halo. And the correct answer is Halo 2. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we've actually played it together, weirdly enough. Really? I think we when played that? it um, in your house. Uh, just like, Maybe it was one of the first times I came over to your house. On original Xbox? It must have been Halo 3, surely. No, it wasn't Halo 3. It was Halo 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember it being... It was um, not Halo 3. It was Halo 2. I remember it being older looking. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, Halo 2. Okay, that sounds fun. Um, I, yeah, that sounds good. Cool. 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 Um, Lockie. Louie. Thank you for listening, oh. everyone. Okay. This has been Time Playthrough. <laughs> Look at that. I didn't know to prompt Your you. I mean, I did kind of prompt Favorite you. video game wow, podcast bold. about playing a video game for, for three, three hours. hours. Yeah. And then talking <laughs> about it. This has been Lockie. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or okay. Google Play or... Google Podcasts, close enough. Google Podcasts yeah. or wherever you want. Wherever, um, basically. It goes out first thing, first thing every Monday. So, you know, I know what you're thinking. You wake up, you go, shit, it's a Monday, man. God, I've got to commute um, to my job in yeah, Essex. And you're like, you're like, what am I going to listen to? Is it only what half an hour long? Then Perfect. I've got the podcast for you. Most commutes. Yeah, half an hour on the bus or train and then a five-minute walk but, to and from the station. But you you know what, though? <laughs> you know what is a, is a bugger is that I think on average the average length of commute time in London is 45 minutes. Perfect. So you're a little out. Perfect. You're going to have to listen to some no, music no, that's, at the that's, end. That's or you could like get out. You know, you t- spend 10, 15 minutes just listening to the sounds around To yourself. You. Yeah. Yeah. Relax. Your, you don't need it. this all the time. Um, or listen to some ones that you miss, might have missed, maybe. Some old yeah, maybe you want to listen episodes. to like the Delta Delta Rune podcast. That one's that right. one needs a couple of plays. Yeah, uh, right. Um, that's all the information. You got anything else to add? Uh, our email is three um, hr podcast at gmail dot com. Um, please write in and tell us. <laughs> That <laughs> no, doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I, I had to stop myself. Yeah, that's, that's an, that's, that's an open, open uh, yeah. Just please write in and tell us. To that's write enough. Whatever you want. Yeah. Just just tell us. Just tell us. All right, dude. Okay. Good stuff. I'll speak to you later. I'll speak to you later. You will. Peace. Bye.